Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now, Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I appreciate you tuning in today. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead as always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Father, I ask that you open the understanding of the hearers. Give them to be receptive to your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Let your word stir the hearts and the minds of the hearer to where you bring about revival and restoration in their lives in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you've given me. All these things I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for them. Amen. You know, this past Resurrection Sunday, the Spirit of God was present in such a mighty way. And as I observed the people of God, as they were praising Him, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about when the Spirit of the Lord moves in such a way. And He comes for different reasons. And he let me know when this, when it happens, he comes, he comes for a reason. And this time, it was to establish his order, to bring about revival. And my heart went out for the people of God as I could see them. And I just observed, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit on purpose, allowing me to just look and observe lately. And I saw their hunger for God and how they've been looking and waiting and watching for something different. Which brings me to my next point. The Holy Spirit has been dealing with me. He said, revival. He wants to bring about revival. And he says, not more of the same. Not more of the same. So what triggers revival anyway? Well, Dr. Patrick Morley, Ph.D., wrote, timing. Timing is one thing that brings about revival. Revival emerges, and I've read about this throughout what happens throughout the centuries when revival does occur, and this is true. He says revival emerges during times of spiritual and moral decline, which leads to intense prayer. Thank you, Jesus. And that's so true. And if you look at our world today, there is a spiritual and moral decline at an all-time high. Also, based on my personal experience, in observation of those I've associated with at some point in my life, as well as those I've counseled, revival and restoration occurs during a time of upheaval, disorder, and chaos that brings us to the point of dissatisfaction with what's going on in our lives and around us. It also brings us to a sense of discontentment in times of uncertainty that drive us to cry out in prayer at a heart level for something different than what we know or believe. When we see conditions 
that touch our heart in a way that matches the heart of God. We begin to see our lives, people, and situations around us, the conditions, through the eyes of God. And it has a way of touching us in our heart and spirit and stirs us to pray. It stirs us to prayer because what we're doing isn't working anymore. In 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, the 14th verse, it's a very familiar verse to most people in the body of Christ. And this is after Solomon dedicated the temple to God in Jerusalem. And in short, it reads in verse 13, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, verse 14 reads, and let me say that pestilence is another word for uncertainty. Verse 14, it reads, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal the land. So we read here in this verse how God is looking to his people to pray. Uh, First, humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and turn from our own wicked ways. Then we will hear from heaven, he will forgive our sin, and will heal the land. So we have a responsibility. That said, so when the Holy Spirit stirs our heart, stirs us in our spirit to pray, we would do well in doing so because God wants to do something. So biblical revival, which is what we're going to look at today, is doing things God's way according to God's word, his word, apart from our own understanding and our own way which means it also begins with repentance, which is, which is to have a change in mind. Let's go to 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, where revival was brought about by King Josiah. But first, let's, let's picture what was going on, what was happening in that day. So we're going to look at 2 Kings, the 21st chapter, and we're going to look at what King Manasseh did, because he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And we're just going to skip through some verses, and I'm just going to paraphrase right quick for the sake of time, because I do want to at least get to some of what King Josiah, the good king, that did what was right in the sight of the Lord, did in order to bring about revival. In 2 Kings chapter 21, I'm going to start at verse 2. And as I said, this is about Manasseh. Um, his, his, he's the evil king. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, after the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And that word abomination means utterly repulsive to God. And the heathen he is talking about are the surrounding nations. And as you know, the people of God are supposed to live, we are to live our our life different in a way that's different than the surrounding nations and according to the word of God. Let's go on to, to verse 4. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said, In Jerusalem will I put my name. Now Solomon established the temple of God in Jerusalem, where God was to be worshipped. Now here, King Manasseh is desecrated what was sacred. He built altars in the house of the Lord, which was dedicated to the Lord God. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven. Now, you do know that the hosts of heaven that he built these altars to were demonic beings they were worshiping to. Verse 6, 
And he made his sons to pass through the fire and observed all times and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Now, even though we are not having our children pass through the fire, yet there is the killing of babies, innocent babies. That is another form of child sacrifice. Abortion is a form of child sacrifice. And God is looking at this. This, this is part of the deprivation, the spiritual and moral decline, which we see in the world today and enchantments and familiar spirits and wizards. So this is talking about sorcery and witchcraft, which is also prevalent in the land today, more so than you know, and within some of the churches, within the church. And sorcery and witchcraft today come in the form of mind control, manipulation, shaming, when the people in the pews don't do what whoever is behind the microphone is saying or, or they, they believe that the people aren't open or receptive, they begin to manipulate, control, and shame. I've seen this, and it's so hurtful. This is a form of witchcraft and, and sorcery, trying to control people. And this is not of God and something we need to look at. Thank you, Jesus. How about we do what... God says in Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, just giving the word of God and trusting God to do what his word says, trusting that his word won't return unto him void, but will accomplish where he sent it. How about we trust God instead of taking things in our own hands and in regard to manipulation and control and shaming? Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. God is looking at this. And he's calling for revival, doing things God's way according to the word of God. So that's it. Let's move over, move over to the good king, Josiah, in the 22nd chapter, starting at the first verse. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Edaiah of Boshketh. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And walked in all the way of David, his father. That's King David they're talking about. And turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. In other words, he was steadfast in doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. He was faithful in the ways of the Lord. All that he knew. And you'll see why I say all that he knew in a moment. Verse 3. And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people, and let them deliver into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the preachers of the house. So Josiah was making way, making provision to prepare the house of the Lord. Let's go down to verse 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Well, 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 would you look at that. The book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So this tells me that the word of God was misplaced 
and lost even in the house of God. Does that remind you of some things today in regard to the house of the Lord? Is there place given to the word of the Lord only, to the word of God only? Or does our way enter in where the word of God is lost? In other words, have our own ideas in regard to drawing people and the way we live, have they taken place to the word of God? Have programs, see, have programs taken place of the word of God? It's something to think about, isn't it? Let's move on. Down to verse 10. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes. Now this is, this signifies a humbling and repentance, a humble heart, after he heard the words of the book of the law. Verse 12, And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Akbar, the son of Mechakiah, and Shaphan, the scribe, and Ashahiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book, to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. So King Josiah, being the humble king that he is, inquires of the Lord. He does not go his own way. He does not lean to his own understanding. He says, go and inquire the Lord for me and for all the people. So prayer is sought concerning the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, it appears that's all we have time for today. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost revelation 22 17 says and the spirit and the bride say come and let those that hear say come and let them that are athirst come they that will let them take the water of life freely if you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry spirit of life ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121 until next time thank you and God bless you.